ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Wednesday, July 1st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We're going to start early. We usually go later on in the program with guests, but he's that important. That means he gets to kick the show Hello, off. What? Joining us on the program hey, now, doing? it's Ott Elmore. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing? I am good. Um, I know you got to get off real soon because you've got practice in a few minutes, and the good news is the fact you have practice means everybody tested positive uh, or well, negative. Negative is good, and you guys get to play in the tournament here in a few days. Yes, uh, in fact, we're all getting ready to practice now. We spent the last 24 hours in isolation uh, while they ran the test. They've cleared us, so now we're uh, good to go. So what's this whole experience been like for you? Nobody's really gone through this before, and you guys, among other teams, have been really showing how it can possibly be done to get sports back. Uh, this whole thing is just—it's—it's it's been uh, time-consuming. We've had to take a bunch of tests, but uh, we think it's going to be worth it. Uh, they went through every precaution just to make sure you know they can pull this event off and nobody be sick. Uh, so we've sort of followed all the guidelines, followed the rules, and uh, we're just excited now. We're starting to be able to practice now that we're here and uh, ready to play. Has it been tough personally? I know you have to quarantine, and a lot of guys have got to quarantine. That means. You got to stay away from people, family, friends for a while. I know the the end result, the end goal is worth it to you, but still, I know personally, it's got to be tough. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been different. Uh, I mean, some of these guys came from out of state. Yeah, some of these guys came from out of state, and uh, they've been away from their families for two or three weeks. So uh, we put a lot of stuff into this. So, what's practice been like? Because, of course. You've been practicing in sort of a unique type facility as uh, everyone's trying to stay safe. And uh, I saw the photos. It looks basically like a conference room with a basketball court just about. Yeah, they actually have four of them and uh, spaced out. They have uh, different conference rooms like it's exactly what it looks like. They have courts put down. So uh, everybody's uh, getting a court to practice on. And it's sort of a neat little setup. It's, it's It's sort of wild. You ever be in a situation like this ever, anything close to it? I know you work out where you can, you practice where you can, but actually just a hotel, a conference room, turned into a basketball court. Yeah, the closest thing I think uh, I've ever seen to this is some of those college basketball preseason tournaments, like whether in Atlantis or, you know, one of those places where they have the games at a resort and, you know, they just put it in a ballroom or whatever and play the games. So how – how difficult has it been, or maybe, let's just rephrase this, uh, the anticipation was high that heard that would take on Best Virginia. That was a matchup that was really exciting the entire state. Those guys have to battle out because of a, um, a positive test, and then all of a sudden you've got a fill-in team. You know a little bit more about Best Virginia than the Jimmy V team, how difficult has it been? Because your whole game plan, I know you're planning for the entire tournament, but 
at least you had an idea of your first opponent, probably better than most of the other teams did of their opponents. Yeah, it's different. We were really excited to play West Virginia. I know that a game would have been good for, you know, the state. And uh, it would have brought a lot of interest to people in the state. Uh, plus, we're very familiar with those guys. But now we got playing for Jimmy V. Uh, just for being in basketball, there's some names we definitely recognize on their roster. But sort of that rivalry feeling, uh, that's definitely gone. But, you know, we're playing for a million dollars. So, uh not like if you needed something like a robbery to get you fired up, you're uh, in the wrong place. Also, we found out that July 5th is when Heard That will play. It'll be 2 p.m. So first game, second day, but you'll get to see at least the first day, see how this goes. Does that help not being the first team out of the gate on July 4th or among those first teams? Uh it doesn't really make a difference to us. The last two years, they've treated us really well, and uh, just due to our fan base and following and sort of our marketability, so to speak, we've played uh, every game we've played in this tournament the last two years has been on ESPN, and that's even when most of the games weren't on ESPN. But now that they're all there, uh, you know, it's, we're not really nervous. Uh, it doesn't matter when we play. We're going to be ready to go. Adel Morris joining us. He is the general manager, coach, player of this team uh, how difficult has it been i mean you got john elmore you know how he is he doesn't like to share the ball um you got ryan taylor that guy's probably been a ball hog as well i mean how hard has it been trying to get these guys to work together oh man you know you know both those guys and if you include stevie Browning and rondell watson and there's not a whole lot of shots for anybody else so best we've been able to just put them all on one team that way everybody else gets to share the ball and shoot a little bit you think the chemistry is better now that it's more and more a herd alumni team? It's not just some guys that know each other. I mean, you really have a strong core there, and there's sort of a, a similar language to everybody. You guys know each other well, and you think maybe that's going to give you the advantage this year to get you a little further in this tournament? Yes, we have that chemistry. And then also we had guys come in two weeks ahead of time this year, and uh, we've all been quarantining together in hotels and at the Greenbrier and you know, in Charleston and now in Columbus. So we spent a lot more time with each other. And, of course, the Marshall guys had that chemistry already. And uh, we're starting to get that same type of feeling and camaraderie with these other guys that are joining the team. So, I mean, we feel really good about where we're at. We feel really good about what we can do. And uh, we think this is going to be a fun little ride for us. All right. I saw the uniforms also. Um, they're a little nicer than they were last year. They're a little brighter, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely like them a lot more this year. Last year we were sort of the Wildcats. They just sort of we we're a little gray color, but uh, now we're Marshall. They're giving us our school colors, and uh, I might have to say I might even like those better than the Marshall uniforms. Those were those are short. You think um, you think maybe Dan? You, you need to bring uh, bring one over to Dan and say, hey, this is what this would look like with a maybe a herd logo on it. Make it make a statement for that. I think if we get a couple of wins in those, uh, I think we might be able to convince Dan they might be a little lucky, and I think he might be able to try them out. Adel Morris joining us. Uh, I know you got to get to practice here. That's coming up here in the next few minutes for you guys. Uh, we're going to be watching this thing. Um, base, I'm sorry, basketball is back July 5th. Team Jimmy V heard that 2 p.m. ESPN. Ott, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Good luck. We hope to be talking to you soon. All right, thanks for having me. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to you after that first-round victory. That's what we're looking forward to. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Odd Elmore. We had to get him on early because they're practicing here in the next few minutes, so uh, we didn't want to push him all the way till practice time. I don't want to be the reason why they didn't get their practice time in and not win that first game. I don't want to be the reason. I don't want to have to take that phone call on Monday. I won't be here, but I'll probably get that phone call anyway. Hey, uh, Swan, um, you know, if I had five more minutes of practice time, maybe, maybe, maybe I could have worked that shot out a little bit better. We'll see what happens. All right, we're going to get our first break in. We come back. We've got a lot to get into. We will do it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. we got a lot to get into, so let's do that. Of course, before we do that, your chance to participate, of course, by the phone lines at 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. That gets you on the Miller Lite phone line. And, of course, also on Twitter, at Paul Swan. So you've got several options to join the program today. Let's get with the, I don't know. At first I was going to say the fact that J.R. Smith was going to be joining up with the Lakers and he's going to be with the Lakers in the bubble, automatically making the Lakers, again, probably one of the top teams to beat. For the NBA championship, I was going to lead with that. But I think I've got to go a little further than that. i got to talk about NFL because we are still waiting for what the schedule is going to look like, what the restrictions, what the fan policy is going to be, if fans are going to be allowed in the stadium. We don't know. There's so many unknowns to this day. And the NFL may be hedging their bets a little bit. Guess what? Preseason football. Some of us love it. Some of us not so much. After all, it's practice we're talking about. It's preseason football. And by game four, it doesn't really matter because if the starting lineup gets one series, if that, Next thing you know, it's guys trying to fight for a job. And usually game three is when you get maybe the dress rehearsal for what your team's going to look like. Not 100%, but it's dress rehearsal. You get to see more of your team. Not so much in game one, game two. So preseason football, it's hit or miss. Well, the NFL, according to reports, pro football has been following this. And pro football talk reporting that games scheduled for week one and week four are going to be cut. So right there, that gives you at least a little bit more of a cushion. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Second of all, you got a little gap there between the second preseason game of the two now and the start of the NFL season. So you've got a little gap there between that just in case. Maybe that's a cushion again. And these games are not really televised. They're televised locally. The TV you find for these games mostly come from you get replays or some of them live on NFL Network. You can watch them digitally. The NFL's got a package where they gouge you for a lot of money. You can watch all these preseason games. And, of course, 
They replay them on NFL Network, as I mentioned, or the local markets. You can see the Pittsburgh Steelers locally here in the television market. The Cincinnati Bengals, strangely enough, you can't. I wonder why. Yeah, that rubs me raw, too. I'm just going to point that out right now. So now you've got half your preseason schedule cut. And again, the NFL, they've got a line. They can, they're can they pushing it a little bit more because we don't know just yet what it's going to look like here in the next few weeks, couple of months. We've got a couple of months until Marshall football. Are we going to have Marshall football in a couple of months? We don't know. Marshall is operating under the direction that they're going to play football. That's the goal, play football. But we don't know. And same thing with the NFL, because – we don't even know if we're going to get this thing off the ground for the NBA. It looks like we're going to. I think the basketball tournament is a, a good example of what might look like, how it could possibly be done. This is a short tournament, though. This isn't living in a bubble, living on a campus. It's completely different. And the NHL, we're getting down to the hub cities. As we kind of talked about, hub cities are probably going to be in Canada. Why? Because Canada has done a better job with the pandemic than the United States. Cases are on the rise again in the United States. People are not social distancing. People are not wearing masks for whatever reason. And so we're seeing cases reported again. Areas are, are spiking. Areas are becoming hot spots. We have people going to the beach, coming back, infecting a lot of people. We just got a report locally that one of the area sheets in Huntington, an uh, employee tested positive for COVID-19. So they've got to shut that sheets down. Again, we've got so many issues here with COVID-19 and the fact that a lot of people just refuse to wear masks. And you think that your freedoms are being basically taken away from you because you have to wear a mask for public health and safety. Well, guess what? You don't wear your mask. We don't have football. We don't have football. We don't have it, period. Don't wear your mask. We won't have football. All you need to know. You want football? Wear your mask. Simple. It's not a hard ask. Be smart. Social distance. Wear a mask. Don't give me those memes where you tell me that I can't breathe, where I've seen actual doctors put the mask on, check their oxygen levels, and they're fine. So don't give me all of that uninformed, uneducated stuff. Don't tell me that I'm a sheep because I wear a mask because I don't want to uh, contract the disease or if I have it, spread it. So if you don't want sports, you don't want football, wear your mask or not, whatever, whatever you want to do. But that's where we're at right now. We're at that. And the NFL hedging their bets. We don't have the Hall of Fame game now. We don't have a couple of weeks of the preseason. When do we get to the point where they're going to start cutting games from the regular season or they're going to play these games, they're going to put these players in some sort of quarantine, they're going to limit fans from being able to go to the games. And, of course, I don't know if it's a guarantee that you can get to watch your games either. I don't know how the television packages are going to look. Same thing with baseball, probably more so, maybe more restrictive with baseball. You know how baseball is with their packages. Football, at least, you have the NFL Sunday ticket. If you can't watch your game locally, you have those options. And I think the NFL is going to make sure that everyone can see their games for the most part. I mean, I got a letter in the mail about a month ago that told me that as a DirecTV subscriber, I'm getting the NFL Sunday ticket for free this year. Why? Out of the kindness of their heart? No. It's because they want to make sure that I can see the game. Why? Because the television money 
is going to be important. The television revenue is going to be what floats this for a while because that's how the money is going to be made, the television side of things. And, heck, you know what? It's a great little perk because now I get the NFL Sunday ticket. Do you think I'm cutting DirecTV anytime soon? Heck no. I'm going to get to watch the NFL for a season. It's not that big of a deal if you get to see your games in your market, but if you're in a market like this where you're maybe a Steelers fan, a Bengals fan, a Browns fan, maybe a Redskins fan, because, again, we have so many markets that intersect with each other, the fact of the matter is you might not get to see your game. NFL doesn't want that. NFL wants everybody to watch their games. But we've got two less preseason games, and I actually I'm okay with that. For the most part, maybe it's a good thing to cut the preseason games because, let's be honest, what are we getting out of those games? It's more of, let's see what they can do against somebody else. I think that's a smart move there. But we're still a few months away from figuring out what we're going to do from football to basketball to baseball. I mean, same thing, NHL. The NHL releasing an update. They've got 15 players that return positive for COVID-19. And we're going to see possibly Canada play host to these hub cities, Toronto, Edmonton. And if Canada's doing a better job, there's maybe a better chance we can get hockey off the ground because, let's be honest, they're not spiking. They're not having a, a recurrence. They're not having a, the curve go back up. They're doing a better job as a nation of handling the healthcare crisis than this country is. And so with the hockey being it's a sport that you can play in both the United States and Canada since it's a sport that crosses borders. It's a league that crosses borders. Guess what? Put them all in hub cities in Canada, and I think you're going to get away with having hockey. you got a better chance of having this and maybe not having as many, if any, positive cases. You're going to have definitely uh, a fighting chance to get that done. But you're going to see possibly here in the next day or so, a couple of days, maybe tonight, who knows, that you're going to see the hub cities, and it's expected to be Toronto and Edmonton. And, of course, you've got 15 cases since uh, June 8th. NHL, they're aware of 11 other players who've tested positive outside of their Phase 2 protocol. Uh, so 26 cases known since the NHL basically started doing what they were doing and that's since the start of the pandemic. So 26 cases. If they can identify, quarantine, make sure that those players don't enter into the general population, teams. I mean, you've got some facilities that have been shut down across the country. We'll get into that as as we progress today. Uh, we'll try to anyway. But, yeah, more facilities are being shut down or there have been temporary pauses on some of these facilities because, again, you're having test cases come back and they're a positive. And it's going to be crazy for college football because at least with the NFL, the NFL can assert itself. And for the NBA, it can assert itself. The NHL, it can assert itself. Why? Because it's one entity. Now, the players and the owners, everybody's got to get together and agree, but that's that's easy compared to trying to get so many college football athletic departments and conferences all 
on the same page. It's almost impossible to do that. And we'll talk a little bit about that because the NCAA pretty much can't determine what the safety measures are. It can't mandate. It has no authority. It has no power. The NCAA can't come out and say, this is the policy. It just doesn't have the organization or the authority or the power to do that. So that's why we're seeing so many different directions on what's happening with college athletics. And we're going to get into that when we continue. Also, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. NCAA, what can they do? How can they help direct what college football We'll be able to do when we get to football season here in a couple of months as far as health and safety for member schools. Well, unfortunately, not much. What they can do is they can send out recommendations, guidelines, procedures to implement. But according to actually the doctor who is part of the advisory panel, Dr. Brian Hainline, They're just recommendations. He said that they're going to be releasing a third document next week. It's going to get a little bit more granular in his words as far as the specificity is concerned. These are going to be best practices, guidelines, NCAA. It's going to have some parameters for testing, some other approaches to mitigation. They're going to, of course, urge everyone to wear masks, physical distancing, things we've talked about, but they can't do anything else. That's it. They're just going to send out guidelines. What they do, the NCAA, eligibility, yeah, that's in their wheelhouse. Um, They can plan and host postseason events, except for football. They cannot mandate health and safety measures for all of their member schools. Um, They can't require a baseline level and frequency of testing either. They can't do any of this stuff. And this was outlined in a report today from The Athletic. Now, everyone else, as we've talked about, they have a standard. They have their own guideline. But again, it's a lot easier if you're the NFL to say this is what it is. We have consulted with experts, and this is the guideline that every team and every player will follow because the NFL can do that. At the end of the day, we're talking about less entities, less bureaucracy, Sure, you have the NFL owners, you have the players, but the commissioner in the NFL office speaks for the owners. The Players Association works with the commissioner's office, and they all come together because they have representation. We don't have 500 different entities with 500 different ideas of how things should be handled. Eventually, you're going to come down to you've got a few people. You don't have the bureaucracy. Same thing with the NHL. Got the NHL and the Players Association. NHL and the Players Association work together. They can get things done. Same thing with the NBA. And, of course, the NBA probably has the better relationship with the players than the other leagues. I don't even know what they do in baseball. I don't even know. 
I'm just going to skip that right now. But the NCAA has hundreds of members, hundreds of schools and all the divisions. And sure, you have your board of governors, you have your president, you can you can make some decisions and you can do some things. But legislation is tough to pass because it takes so long. There's such a bureaucracy to get things done. You can't just say here it is and here it is. It doesn't work that way. And if you got to make things happen here, guidelines, baselines and everything else in between, guess what? you're going to have some difficulty here. Here is what Dr. Hainline said to The Athletic. I've been very strongly discouraged by the advisory panel on the idea of coming up with a concrete policy or a concrete testing plan or rule when we, what we know today is going to be different than what we know two weeks from now. They have asked me to give as much guidance as possible with built-in flexibility. So there's not going to be a strict guideline. And I would think that any guideline come out, it would be a living document that could be adjusted as need be. But again, there's not going to be a concrete testing plan, and there's not going to be something set in stone. Again, this is all just recommendations. This is just things that... You should be doing, not you have to be doing, but you should be doing. And that's where we're at because some institutions are going to go about things different than other institutions. And we've seen the problems when everybody's out doing their own thing. That's the problem. Everybody's out doing their own thing. And some organizations, some conferences, some schools doing it better than others. And Nobody has a set guideline because the guidelines at Marshall are going to be different than the guidelines at Western Kentucky. The guidelines at Western Kentucky are going to be different than the guidelines at UTSA or UTEP or FAU or Rice. They're all going to be different guidelines. And so, again, here's the the thing. You're going to bring two teams together in football, two teams together, two different You're going to have to go from point A to point B. Somebody's going to travel and go into a different area. And are we going to quarantine these players? Are we going to put them in a bubble? Are we going to allow these players to be in the general population with students on campus? Are we going to allow that? Are we going to risk that? Or are we going to quarantine them? Or are we going to have them live on sort of a mini campus within campus? Are they going to have their own dormitory? Some places can probably do that, some not so much. Are we going to keep them away from everyone else so you can have football? How's that going to work? And then, of course, then they're going to go outside of the bubble and go into a different venue. And you're going to have to hope that everything is good between getting from point A to point B and then back again. And that's where we're at right now with college football. The Ivy League, they don't even know what to do right now. The Ivy League is going to decide next week, they've announced, whether their schools are going to try to play sports this fall. And this could, keep an eye on this, July 8th. This could be maybe a sign of things to come. This could be the first domino. Now, 
I'm not saying the Ivy League is going to determine the fate of college athletics, but the Ivy League could be, well, this could be the test case because every campus is going to be different. Every campus will have different protocols as far as coming back. Now, maybe the Ivy League schools have all got together and said, okay, as the Ivy League Here's what we're doing. Here's how. Here's our standard. We're all going to agree to this. This is our standard here in the Ivy League. So you could have that as a standard maybe. The Big Ten could come out and say this is our standard. The SEC, this could be our standard. You could try to get away with this. It could be a possibility here. But you could be playing within the Ivy League. It could be just Ivy League versus Ivy League here. It could be Big Ten versus Big Ten. It could be SEC versus SEC. You you might not have any outside conference games. I mean, that's a decision that hasn't been made yet, but we've heard that it's a possibility as well. And again, all of this is speculation. None of this is the gospel until it is. Everything is either educated guesses, random speculation, me just throwing it on the wall and seeing what sticks. That's on the, that's on the, the chalkboard as well. So July 8th, that's when the Ivy League is going to figure out, or at least announce what they've figured out. This could maybe send a message to some of the other schools. This is what the Ivy League is going to do. Okay, hey, we have precedent now. The Ivy League is going to play. The Ivy League is not going to play. My money's on the Ivy League saying no. I could be wrong, but my money right now, if I was wagering a bet, I would be tempted to put it on the Ivy League coming back and saying, not competing this year, not having fall athletics, not having the risk there, because you have got to keep your students safe and you're going to be introducing your students to maybe undue travel, maybe putting them in a situation where they're going to be going outside of maybe a safe environment a more quarantine environment. Again, there's no guarantee here of anything. There's no guarantee. You could have kids come back on campus. You could have students on campus at Marshall. And yes, you could be wearing your masks. Be wearing your masks in class. You could be social distancing. But what's to say after class, mask comes off. It's happy hour. We'll see you down there tonight. You know where. Who's to say? And then next thing you know, you got to maybe a little mini outbreak because somebody wasn't careful or somebody unknowingly had the, the disease, spread it, and then you got an outbreak. And then what if that gets into the student athletes population, the athletic complex, and all of a sudden, one football player, three, a whole bunch of players. And this isn't a situation where hey, we can push the game back, you know, are going to be testing that day? Are you going to be testing the night before? Testing how soon are you going to be, how frequent are you going to be testing? And we'll be doing it every day, every other day. And say you're waiting on a test to come back, but you get a game. I mean, what's going to be, well, we, we, we got to wait for his test. And will the other team, when they come in, are you going to lock them down? Or are they coming in early and you're locking them down? And then testing them. I mean, these are so many things that we can come up with. 
mean, I could probably come up with here, if I really thought about it, some sort of draconian way to come up with a method of testing, and we could do all this as a fun little exercise here. At the end of the day, every institution is probably going to have its own way about doing things unless you have some sort of standardized guideline that everybody's going to agree to, everyone's going to adhere to, and these conversations are being had. I'm sure that when you plan on playing someone in football, you're not just doing this in a bubble. You're not just doing what you're doing and hoping they're doing what they're doing. You're having conversations. Okay, here's what we're doing. Here's what you're doing. Here's what everybody is coming up with. We're months away. We're absolutely not sure of anything that's going to happen right now. So at the end of the day, you know what I say? Wear your mask if you want football. Wear your mask. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we've been talking a little bit more about, of course, our favorite subject as, um, well, we don't have sports and there's a pandemic, so we have to sort of talk about the two. And I can say this. There are things going on that are not COVID-19 related, believe it or not. There are some things that are happening that we can get into. A um, few things that are sort of a little lower on my radar, but nonetheless, they're, they're there. They're on the radar. First of all, you know that subscription I've been telling you, hey, you know what? When there's sports, it's pretty cool. $4.99, that's the cost of ESPN+. Plus. Four. 99. It's going up 599 per month in August. Now, um if you want to get the yearly subscription, 49.99. That's that's still about an option for you. 49.99. Existing monthly subscribers will be reportedly grandfathered in to the old rate for a full year. So hey, if you're a monthly subscriber, if you're existing, you're going to be grandfathered in. You can save a buck or you can get that that yearly price. Now, ESPN, still um, one of the, the cheaper streaming services. It costs the same as the lowest tier of Hulu. It's cheaper by dollar than Disney Plus. Or if you're smart, you can bundle $12.99 a month, still the price, $12.99. So if, you, um, if you're needing your sports, ESPN going up a little bit because you know they're going to add some live content. They're going to add some more soccer, some different leagues. So that's where some of that money is coming from. So if you're a big fan of sports that are not on ESPN, like hockey or lots of soccer, ESPN Plus is still your best ticket. So that's going up. Of course, we didn't get into it yesterday. YouTube TV. I've been told, hell, this is a great deal. I get all my channels that I want. It's great. I'm paying nowhere near to what I'm paying for. You know, that's changing. So now Yahoo's that have been telling me for years, okay, a couple of years, 
You yahoos have been saying, oh, yeah, YouTube TV, YouTube. Uh, That's going up as well. Because you remember the craze of cutting the cord. We're we're cutting cutting everything because it just costs too much. Well, guess what? You used to pay $34.99 a month. Now, over the last couple of years, it's gone up, and it's going to be $64.99 a month. So it's now going up from $49.99, what is now, to $64.99. Why? The rising cost of content. Here is... um, Here's what they said in their statement. As we continue to evaluate how to provide the best possible service and content for you, our membership price will be $64.99. The new price takes effect today, June 30th, for new members. Existing subscribers will see these changes reflected in their subsequent billing cycle on or after July 30th. We don't take these decisions lightly and realize how hard this is for our members. That said, this new price reflects the rising cost of content, and we also believe it reflects the complete value of YouTube TV from our breadth of content to the features that are changing how we watch live TV. YouTube TV is the only streaming service that includes a DVR with unlimited storage space, plus six accounts per household, each with its own unique recommendations, and three concurrent streams. It's all included in the base cost of YouTube TV with no contract and no hidden fees. So guess what? It's going up and you're not getting sports. You're getting some Viacom CBS network content. That's what you're getting. Okay, you're getting um, Paramount Network and they've got Bellator MMA. So there you go. Bellator MMA And that's the only sports content you're getting out of this. You're not getting much else. So you're getting stuck with some channels you don't want. Again, a la carte, it won't happen because the content providers are strong-arming the platforms that cater to you. You remember YouTube TV had a nasty, nasty fight with Sinclair. And you lost Yes Network and Fox Sports West. And... Guess what? All the other uh, Sinclair-owned Fox RSNs, uh, yeah, a little bit more restriction there now. So here's here are your options for sports. And really, it's not good out there. You got YouTube TV, Hulu Live, AT&T TV, Sling TV, and Football TV. And you don't have on YouTube TV, NFL Network, you don't have Red Zone, you don't have NHL Network, you don't have BN sport. You don't have BN sports. Oh man, that's a no go for me right there. Football, football has. I just. I don't know. I just. I look at the name of football TV and just think, okay, I'm gonna go with it. Uh, it has NFL Network and BN on its standard tier. Red Zone can be added on a tier, and you can get NBA TV, NHL Network, and. Um, I think MLB Network, all that costs you extra money. So you're dropping like $10.99 a month there. Uh, No local RSNs. Hulu's got the local RSNs. 
but there's no sports-specific networks or BN. Again, that's a no-go for me. That's a non-starter without BN. Sling doesn't have the local RSNs, NFL Network, or Red Zone, and BN is on an additional tier. Um, if you want to spend $10 a month, which why would you not want to spend $10 a month? Why? Why would you not want to? Uh, AT&T TV, no BN, NFL Network, or Red Zone, and you got to pay up for the sports networks. So guess what? Cutting the cord is now bad business if you're trying to save money, if you're a sports fan, because you're not going to get everything. You're, you're not going to get everything. I mean, YouTube TV, $64.99. ATT TV, $64.99. And you got to upgrade for more of the sports networks. Hulu Live is $54.99. And you're going to be paying a lot more. Now, it might still be cheaper for you because, again, depending on how you work your bill, this is just your standard packages here. You're not getting HBO or some of those other networks. And, you know, if you're a DirecTV subscriber, you don't get NFL Sunday ticket if you're not. So if you're, you're like me and DirecTV, you know, I get the NHL network if uh, I add it to uh, the sport. If I get the sports pack, it's a few dollars more. Uh, I'm getting an NFL Sunday ticket. That's just me. Your mileage may vary. Of course, if I want, I can get center ice. I can get NBA League Pass. I can get most of the sports channels. Uh, it, it costs me a little bit more if I want to do it that way, but still, I'm getting a better value that way now. And everybody's going digital here with their packages, so all of a sudden, I've got ESPN+. Plus. So a lot of content is going there. Games are going to Facebook. So really, you're going to have to spread yourself out a little bit more if you want more of these sports offerings. So if you want to see Marshall games, you're going to have to have ESPN+. Plus Because a lot of those games are going to go there. You're going to have to have it. Some games might be on Fox Sports 1. Okay, do you have the service that has Fox Sports 1 or CBS Sports Network, the often forgotten sports network? And, of course, uh, I got to have NBC Sports Network because I have to have hockey. I have to have hockey. Spencer Dupuy, our producer, we appreciate him. Uh, Don't forget, tomorrow is the final show of the week as uh, we're going to have July 3rd off for the observance of Independence Day, the weekend. And then back next week, it'll be a mix of Bill Cornwell and our very own intern producer, Spencer Dupuis, will be stepping in for uh, a couple of solo days. So uh, be good to him. Um, But we'll talk all about that tomorrow. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.